It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and on this program we discuss issues about creation, evolution, and even moral relativism, which teaches there are no absolutes, which goes directly against God's teachings in the Bible. Now, if you have questions on any of these topics, uh, feel free to email us, and you can contact us at info, that's I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. Or if you've heard your teacher say anything about evolution in the classroom and you'd like to get some real answers, sometimes uh, teachers don't give all the real science because that's been pretty much censored from our public school system, the real science. If you have any questions or what your teacher's been teaching, uh, please email us. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. And you can find us on the web at creationtraining.org. That's creationtraining.org. That's our website. Now, we often hear the word evil. We even read it in many books and journals and articles. For example, we hear statements like this, it was a small but evil deed he did. Or how about this one? Choose the lesser of two evils. Or the internet can be used for both good and evil purposes. Well, the word evil is used over 400 times in the Bible. Let's just take a couple of examples here. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, we read, The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In 1 Peter 3.12, we read, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. How about Hebrews 5, verse 14? But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Then Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So we see evil in the Bible mentioned. We hear about it all the time. We read about it. But what is evil and where did it come from? That is our topic for today. What is evil and where did it come from? Now let's start with three questions that'll help us understand this issue. Number one, did God create evil? Secondly, is evil a thing? And number three, we're going to round it out with, did God use evolution? So we're going to tie evolution to this whole concept of what is evil and where did it come from? Now, to help us understand what evil is, we need to do a little illustration on the concept of terms we're familiar with, hot and cold. This will help us understand when we get to what is evil. When we talk about hot and cold, for instance, when we stand outside in the snow and the temperature reads 14 degrees Fahrenheit, we usually say, it's cold out here. However, in reality, there is no such thing as cold. Cold cannot be measured. There is only heat. So what is heat? Well, the motion of atoms and molecules creates a form of energy called heat or thermal energy which is present in all matter. In other words, molecular movement generates heat. Therefore, the difference between what we refer to as a hot cup of water and a cold cup of water is that in the hot cup of water, the molecules are moving faster. 
The cold cup is still generating heat because the molecules are moving, but at a much slower pace. That's the difference between what we call hot and cold. There's no such thing as cold. All objects emit heat unless they have a temperature of what we call absolute zero. Well, here's another question then. What is absolute zero? Absolute zero is where all atomic and molecular motion stops. In other words, no movement whatsoever. This is the lowest possible temperature. Absolute zero occurs what we call zero degrees Kelvin. That's pretty cold. Or that is minus 273 degrees Celsius or minus 460 degrees Fahrenheit. In other words, there is no molecular movement. That means there's no heat. So why does it feel cold when we touch a piece of ice or we have one of those nice yummy popsicles out there and we touch it with our finger? Well, when you touch a piece of ice with your bare hand, the sensation that you feel is not the presence of cold because cold does not exist. What you're feeling is the subtraction of heat. The more readily, rapidly you withdraw the heat, the more cold it feels. The ice has a much lower heat temperature to your, than to your body. And as you touch that piece of ice, the heat rushes from your hand to balance things out. In other words, in something we call thermodynamics, which is the study of heat energy, hot always flows towards cold. So since your hand is a higher temperature than the popsicle, you transfer heat energy from your hand to the popsicle or the icicle. And your hand continues to lose heat rapidly until the ice is melted. That's what we mean by hot and cold. There's no such thing as cold. What cold really is, is the absence or of heat. So now to our main topic. Now that we understand that concept, no such thing as cold, there's heat. And there's less heat and less heat. Molecular movement. What is evil now? Well, like the illustration we had in hot and cold, you can't create evil because evil doesn't exist as a created entity, just like cold is not created. It is not a thing. It is the absence of heat. Evil is not the presence of something material or non-material. Evil is the absence of goodness. It is the absence of righteousness. To disobey God, then, was to initiate evil. John MacArthur, pastor and president of Master's Seminary, makes this statement about evil. Quote, evil is a negative. Evil is the absence of perfection. Evil is the absence of holiness. It's the absence of goodness. It's the absence of righteousness. Evil became a reality only when creatures chose to disobey. Evil came into existence initially, then in the fall of angels, and then next in the fall of Adam and Eve. So we can feel cold, but it does not exist. It is the absence of heat. We experience evil, but it is not something that exists. It is the absence of righteousness. So there's our definition. Now we understand what evil is. It's not a thing. It's the absence of righteousness. It is disobeying God. Now, if evil exists, and we know it does exist, then where did it come from? A common question concerning evils is, did God create evil? 
Well, the answer to that is, God is not responsible for even evil. His creatures are. Everything that God created was very good. This is affirmed throughout Scripture that everything God did was very good, and he still continues to be very good. For example, in Genesis 1-1, let's just start here. God's creation. Genesis 1-1, we read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, God is the creator of all things. In Nehemiah 9, verse 6, we read, You alone are the Lord, you have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You gave life to all of them, and the heavenly host bows down before you. Now, what this is saying is God is the creator of all things. Now, let's continue. It's, it's a theme throughout the Bible that God created all things. We need to have a lot of people in churches understand this issue. In other words, creation is not a secondary doctrine. It is a primary doctrine. It is his first miracle. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In the book of Acts, we read, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Are you getting the theme here? God created all things. Now, those will be important when we talk about evil. Let's do a couple more. Colossians 1.16, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Even the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, You create, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So there we have it, a major theme of the Bible. God is the creator of all things. This is not a secondary doctrine, folks. God is the creator of all things. Therefore, if evil exists, did he create it since he created all things? Well, let's look at the character of God now and his works. How good were God's works? Well, let's start with Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, and compare this to the statement, did God create evil? Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. That means he didn't create evil. His works are perfect. Genesis 1.31, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good or perfect. So the evening and morning were the sixth day. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, for every creature of God is good. In other words, all of God's creation was good. It was all perfect. That leaves out the possibility that he created evil. But let's take another step. Let's read about the character of God in Scripture. In Habakkuk, the book, most of you, I don't know when the last time you read that one was, but Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13 says, You are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Now, there's God does not like evil. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. James chapter 1, verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. 
For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. And finally, how about Mark 10, verse 18? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. So God is the creator of all things. If evil exists, did he create it? The answer is no. Why? Because God's creation was perfect. There was no evil in it. Everything was good. And his character says, he alone is good. So there we have a recap. Now, Steve Coomer, PhD in philosophy of religion, in his book, Christianity for Skeptics, makes this statement. God created human beings with the potential and the capacity to choose good or evil. Now, evil did not exist, but the possibility of it did. And he goes on. Let me read this again. Quote, God created human beings with the potential and the capacity to choose good or evil. He created the possibility of evil, but not its reality. Thus, God is not the author of evil. In essence, sin is the abuse of free will, the abuse, misuse of what is good. So there you have it. God did not create evil. He allowed for it his existence by giving us a measure of free will to choose between doing good or not doing good. And not doing good is what we call evil, disobeying God. So where did evil come from? Well, in the first two chapters of Genesis are the account of God's perfect creation. In Genesis 3, we have the origin of evil on earth. When the serpent, Satan, tempts Eve by distorting what God said. There is the first evil on earth. When God created angels and humans, he gave them intelligence. He gave them reason, and he gave them the ability to have choice or choose. Again, John MacArthur, pastor and president of Master's Seminary, states, and I quote, Evil became a reality only when creatures chose to disobey. Evil came into existence initially then in the fall of angels and then next in the fall of Adam and Eve. God did not create evil. God gave man the freedom to choose to disobey. He gave them one rule in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. He gave us one rule. And he said, don't disobey this rule. If you disobey this rule, you will have death. Death will come into my creation. Well, man disobeyed God. To disobey God is to initiate evil. Evil, again, is the absence of righteousness. It is to disobey God. And death entered creation, and all of creation, because of that original disobedience, came under the curse because of sin. In other words, God did not create death because it's an enemy. It is an intrusion into God's perfect creation, and he will do away with it in the end. And we read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26, where it states, the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. In other words, this scripture tells us that death was an intrusion into God's perfect creation. Therefore, it is evil. 
This is going to have a great repercussion on all of those out there sitting in church today believing that God used evolution or billions of years. And this brings us to our logical conclusion now. How does the idea of evolution fit into all of this? Well, a common expression used by many Christians and church leaders is, God could have used evolution. Or a more emphatic statement is, God used evolution to bring about his creation. Or this whole idea of billions of years. Folks, why do Christians want to put billions of years into the Bible? Nowhere in the Bible can you find that. You must clearly change God's word or add to his word to get billions of years. But yet, even in some of our Christian schools and many of our churches, we're teaching this eye billions of years. Well, the question is, what was going on for those billions of years before Adam and Eve? Well, guess what? The fossils are a record of dead things. And who would have created all those dead things? Why would they have gotten there? That's going to be a major problem. You see, evolution is dependent upon billions of years of death and struggle. It's called the survival of the fittest. Without billions of years of death, evolution could not happen. Therefore, if God used evolution to create, then he is the author of death, which we saw in the Bible clearly says it's an enemy or evil. Death is an enemy. It's an intrusion. Therefore, his creation would not have been perfect. Death is an enemy because it was brought into God's perfect creation through disobedience. This makes death something evil. It was brought about by sin or disobeying God. Therefore, if God used evolution, then he is the author of evil. And if God is the author of evil, then he must also himself be evil. However, the scriptures clearly state that God is not evil. We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 92, verse 15, He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And what do we say a definition of evil is? It's the absence of righteousness. And right there it says there's no unrighteousness in God. Therefore, God did not use evolution or billions of years of time to create. Or, if you're believing that, we must abandon or rewrite major portions of the Bible. So, to summarize, we've answered three questions dealing with what is evil and where did it come from. Did God create evil? No, God is not the author of evil because it says there is no unrighteousness, no unrighteousness in him. Is evil a thing? No, evil is the absence of righteousness. It is disobedience to God. And did God use evolution? The answer has to be no, or you're changing the entire character of God and you're rewriting many sections of Scripture. And, but yet, there are many organizations out there that use the name Christian, say they're using the Bible, and teaching that God used evolution, folks. This is not true. Avoid these groups. They are teaching heresy. Well, this has been Defending the Faith. And I'm Mike Riller, your host, and we're not afraid to cover these hard topics. If you have questions about creation evolutionists, creation evolution, contact us at info 
That's I-N-F-O at creationtraining.org. If what you're teaching was being taught in your schools and you have questions about it, email us. Tell us what's being taught in your schools. If you want us to answer some questions, email us. Again, that's info at creationtraining.org. We want to hear from you, especially what is happening in your schools regarding the teachings of evolution. Now, we do operate this program purely by donations from our listeners. If this information has been helpful, consider helping us continue this radio program. And you can do that by sending your donations to CTI, that's Creation Training Initiative, or just CTI, Post Office Box 2415-2415, Eagle, Idaho, 83616. Send your donations to help us stand the radio and answer these tough questions and get the facts about God's creation and expose evolutionism for what it is. It is a faith, not science. Send your donations to CTI, Post Office Box 2415, Eagle, Idaho, 83616. Also, you can go to our website. That's creationtraining.org. All one word, creationtraining.org. And on there, we have over 80 30-minute videos you can view for free. Also, you have many of my PowerPoint slides or free downloads from, from the talks I do. You'll find out where we're going to be, our schedule. And you're also going to find out that we have a very special class we only hold once a year. It's our five-day class. It's a five-day class called Creation Apologetics Teachers College. You'll see a nice icon on our homepage there. And you click on that icon, it'll take you right to a full description of that course. A five-day training course. Once a year, we only allow 60 people from around the country to attend this because this is a very serious course. In that course, you're going to learn many, many things. You're going to learn the seven ways to become an effective creation speaker or teacher. Seven effective methods for becoming an effective creation speaker or teacher in your school. You'll learn about the knowledge of God's creation, knowledge of origin science, knowledge of apologetics, communication and teaching skills, organization skills, how to answer questions and challenges, and good old critical thinking skills. So you'll learn all about that in our five-day training class. You'll also, you can also find out about our one-day classes. We actually have four one-day classes we offer around the country and even around the world. And we come to your location, your church, to do these courses. We have one-day basic creation training classes, which is for teens and above. That's 13 years and above. We train you how to refute evolutionism and what the Bible has to teach about creation. That's one of our one-day classes. We have a one-day advanced creation apologetics course. In that course, we train you how to talk to scientists without having to use science at all. We train you in what's called presuppositional apologetics. We answer questions such as, show me any evidence for the existence of God. How about this one? If God is good, why does he allow evil to continue? We show you how to answer those questions. Then we have a one-day Christian teacher training class. This is an excellent class for all who want to learn how to teach, for all Sunday school teachers. We train you all about Christian education. What does the Bible have to say about teaching? What is Christian education? Communication skills, methods for educating for success, methods for teaching, 
learning and how to answer questions in the classroom. Even we go into how to create a winning Sunday school program, a program that will actually make a difference. Then we just recently piloted a brand new one-day class called our Christian Educators Conference. Now, this is different from our Christian teacher training, where we mostly just train you how to teach and most effective ways to teach and how the Bible says we're to teach. But in this course, this one-day class called our Christian Educators Conference, we train you on how and what you need to know in order to teach creation, lifelong learning tools, how to teach about creation and time, how to teach about the fossil record, how to teach students to defend their faith, how to teach about these radiometric dating methods, what students need to know, how to respond to moral relativism, four essentials to teach about dinosaurs, and why the origin of life is a showstopper for the evolutionist. So we have those training courses that are available for you. And again, you can contact us at Info, info at creationtraining.org. Or if you have a special request, a topic you'd like us to cover, email that to us. In the future, we'll be talking about questions such as, is the Big Bang biblical? How do you fit dinosaurs in the Bible? How old is the earth? What does the Bible have to say about that? Can we really trust the scientific evidence? How accurate and reliable are these radiometric dating methods? Is there evidence, scientific evidence for a young earth? And what does the Bible teach? And how about we're going to cover in probably several sessions evidence, real evidence for the existence of God. Again, I'm Mike Riddle, and this is Defending the Faith. And we hope to hear from you and want to say thank you and God bless all of you. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.